When it comes to super late model racing, we like to say August belongs to Kentucky. Beginning at Ponderosa Speedway with the 25th annual Pete Abel Memorial, 7,500 to win Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series. Then the Crown Jewel, the North-South 100 at Florence Speedway, 75,000 to win for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. The Paul Butterball Waters Memorial at Richmond Raceway, 20,059 to win for the Ultimate Heart of America Super Late Model Series. Then to end the month, the Harold Hargrove Memorial at Lake Cumberland Speedway, 15,000 to win for the Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series. It's true, when it comes to Super Late Model Racing, August belongs to Kentucky. August is here. This is Kentucky's Dirt Racing Podcast. Now, here's another edition of Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live, presented by Smokehouse Grill and Buffet. And welcome in, everyone, to the Bluegrass Restoration and Construction Studio. This segment is sponsored by Dirtman Diecast. Go check him out at dirtmandiecast.com or at your local uh, racetrack uh, you can call the Racetrack Connection hotline. That number is 859-412-1287. I do want to get to some phone calls tonight, Wes. In fact, I want to hear from some folks out there who have uh, some memories of, of Harold Hargrove, some people who knew him well. I'd love to get some of those phone calls uh, going this evening as uh, we do have the Harold Hargrove Memorial coming up this weekend at Lake Cumberland. Man, it's hard to believe we're already to August 23rd. The last weekend of August is coming up. August belongs to Kentucky, but I tell you what, this month has absolutely flown by. It has. It is. It is absolutely flown by, but you know what? We've watched a lot of racing. We've had a blast and uh, looking forward to a huge weekend at Lake Cumberland Speedway uh, on Saturday with the Harold Hargrove Memorial. Yeah, we have. We've watched a lot of race, and we've had a lot of fun this week, man. I tell you what, I mean, it's just it's just such a fun month. I mean, it's just, bam, you know, everything is coming at you, um, and it's over with before you know it. But we've had so much fun uh, this whole month, really. I mean, you know, starting with uh, Ponderosa Speedway and then going to the north-south at, uh, you know, up at Florence and uh, and then this past weekend with the uh, with the thirty uh, sixth annual Butterball, um, man, that was a that was a fun time. I tell you what, we were there both Friday uh, and Saturday night. Um, yeah, you know, it's just one of those races here in this state in this area. It, it's a it's a special event, and uh, and it certainly didn't disappoint. I mean, we like I said, we had a lot of fun. Everybody we talked to there uh, at Richmond Raceway uh, had a lot of fun as well. Um, good racing, man. It's just uh, just a good time for sure. I I really enjoyed myself this past weekend. Yeah, we had a we had a really good time Friday night and Saturday night both. Uh, a busy weekend for sure. Um, as I had to work both Friday and Saturday, um, but I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And uh, we definitely, definitely had fun and uh, saw some really good racing um, there at Richmond. Yeah, it was it was really good, man. And I tell you, the track was fast too. I mean, Greg Johnson Friday Friday night he went out and uh, they said he actually he actually shattered the track record in hot laps. 
and then um, he he went back out in qualifying and didn't quite make it to the track record. I think he ran like maybe an eight, uh, uh, I don't remember, th- 14 flat or 13 eight. One of them, I think maybe 13 eight's the track record, and he was a few tenths off of it. But I mean, the track was against the wall, and uh, and it, and it was hammered down on Friday night, and uh, you know qualifying in itself was was fun to watch those guys wheel those race cars around richmond it's just hairy man it's hard to believe that they can do it yeah it uh as everybody calls it it had a little character to it and it was fast i know uh as you mentioned while thing greg johnson was flying and uh michael chilton the the wild child he was bad fast he he was overall fast qualifier and um you know, those guys were, were really, um, they were moving. Uh, and then, you know, on Saturday, Ricky Weiss, the Manitoba missile ends up winning the, winning the race. And, uh, and I don't think anybody had anything for him. He was, he was super fast. He was dicing lap cars and, uh, it would, it would have been, been kind of cool to see at times if the caution hadn't come out and then other times, uh, a caution might have been needed, um, but uh, I still I don't know if anybody anybody had anything for him. And uh, pretty cool for him to win back to back butterballs. Um, yeah. He's he's got Richmond figured out. Got a, got a good little notebook on it. Yeah, he he really does. And I mean, um, you know, it's, he was in another zip code. I feel like I, I mean I think it would have take it would have taken something going wrong for him for anybody to do anything with Ricky Weiss on on Saturday. I mean, he was just he was just really he was just really fast and uh, and and looked you know from start to finish he pretty much had it had it locked down and so but otherwise it was a good race i mean uh i think uh, justin ratliff started 23rd and he came up to wh- where did he was, end up i think it was 24th to 7th okay 24th to 7th and so he came through the field and and then uh, dustin limville started back in the field he comes all the way up to fifth i don't know where he start. it was back there i know i was think it? he was 18th or 19th to fifth I mean, yeah. so that's that's saying something right there. Right. When you can come through that field, I think we ended up with 31 cars, um, and it was stout competition. And yeah. and even even to see, um, you know, we did have some crate cars uh, that ran um, Friday and Saturday, but you know, that's something. You know, saying something for those guys to make the show on Saturday because it was a good. Uh, state of Kentucky regional field, and then you know Friday rolls in, and and uh, you have Hoffman show up, and that was, I mean, nobody really expected to see him, yeah. and he had bad luck on Friday, and and was a- unable to run Saturday, and Zach Dome had had trouble on Friday in a heat race, so did Cameron Marler, so I hated to see them guys not be able to to compete on uh, on saturday um mm-hmm. because they you know had mechanical issues or or was involved in several wrecks so hated to see it for those guys but just a stout field probably one of the toughest fields as far as butterball goes um that i've that i've noticed in in the last couple of years for sure 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, top to bottom, it was definitely one of the toughest fields and a good field of cars overall. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things. A lot of times people pay attention to the winner and you think, well, uh, Ricky Weiss kind of stunk it up. And sometimes that happens. Like sometimes, you know, a part of this is like it's racing. And, and, and sometimes the guy's just so fast that there, there are no passes for the lead. Uh, but, you know, back through the field. And the thing about it is, too, you know, sometimes people come from the back and there's a lot of an attrition right like it's you know you got a lot right. of people falling out and that sort of thing well it wasn't the case saturday i mean everybody stayed out there and those guys it was fun watching to me it was fun watching those two guys come from the back uh you know i mean limville was in a couple situations there i think it was i think it was greg johnson and jason jameson and they were three wide and dustin was the was in the middle of it you know coming off two and four and man you're just kind of holding your breath there it it takes some guts to to keep that car you know in that position and then one time he ended up backing out of it thought better of it but like i said i mean it was just it was it was a lot of fun watching those guys come from the back to the front because that's good hard racing and never making any contact they, they got a lot of talent man a lot more than i could ever have yeah and and we talked you know after the race we talked to both of those guys we we talked to uh to dustin and and justin as well and um Ratliff was like, man, you know, I talked to him after he won the, the crate feature, and he said, if I could have just qualified better, he said, that put me in a bind. He said, I had a really good car. He said, yeah. but I didn't qualify good, and that kind of put him behind the eight ball. And, you know, to see where he came from, I mean, he was flying. And, and same way with Linville. You know, Linville had, uh, had issues. I think he broke. Uh, both of them had the had to race a B main to get in. And, um, yeah, we talked to Linville. I was like, a couple times you was three wide there with Jameson and Johnson. And he was like, yeah, and I was right. I was right between them. He said, I was like the, the peanut butter and the jelly between the sandwich. And I said, yeah, a couple times you let out of it or they'd probably been the awfulest wreck ever was. <laughs> he said, yeah. Uh, but just great yeah. hard racing. Uh, and when you can see, we saw it several times over the weekend. Three wide at Richmond. Mm-hmm. You ain't got a lot of places to go. I mean, you're on the mm-hmm. wall, you're in the middle, you're on the bottom. And uh, we saw that several times in heat races and uh, also in the features. So just a just a really good uh, weekend of racing and just glad we could be there and be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. Three wide at Richmond. I mean, you know, you get three wide, there there ain't much room to spare. Uh, in fact, I don't think there's any room to spare. But it, it was fun to see and, and really cool to see. You know, I mean, been a lot of races at Richmond that's all been on the bottom. And, and uh, you know, we as race fans uh, don't don't necessarily like that too much. So uh, it's just, you know, good to see that racing all over the track and the possibility of three wide. It's, uh, it, it's, it was fun to see for sure. I, I had a great time and, uh, thanks, thanks to all the, the folks over there at Richmond Raceway, um, for, uh, for having us and, uh, looking forward to, to doing it again next year. It's one of those events like all these here in the month of April that you, you just month look forward April, to. Month of August. We ain't in hey. April. Oh, yeah, it is August, ain't it? Yeah, that's right. It is. Well, I wish, you know, it's getting so late in the year, I kind of <laughs> wish we could go back 
to April, man. Like, you know, just if we could go back to April, we'd have a whole new race season again. So I know it. And we we have. We've had so much fun. The amount of racing that we've done this year, I would I can't even put a number to how many we've attended. Um yeah. I wouldn't have a clue, but I know it's been a lot and uh just having so much fun and we just thank, you know, all of our sponsors, our fans, the drivers promoters owners we just thank thank everybody because we are really really having a good time doing this and and hope you all are enjoying it um as well um something i was going to mention josh before we forget it um our good buddy mike jewel we want to thank him for uh for kind of passing the torch and letting us present the uh um trophy of legends uh, there mm-hmm. at, at the Butterball. That was just so cool to meet him and uh, and get to talk to him. Um, you want to yeah. know, uh, uh, that man's got a ton of racing knowledge, and uh, he's been around it his whole life. So really cool to meet him uh, this mm-hmm. past weekend as well. Yeah, and pictures. And I got to go to – that was another thing. I got to go to breakfast uh, – well, actually, it was lunch, but I got to go to lunch at at the at the Smokehouse Grill. A couple of guys met us. You know, met you couldn't go, Wes. Wes had to work, and I hated that. I really wish you could have been there. But yeah, man, that was fun. Like Brian Asbury was there, and uh, the Flying Frenchman, and Caution, and Mike Jewell, and. Uh, and just, you know, being around people like Brian Asbury and, and you know, just the stories that he can tell. It's, uh, it's just just so much fun, you know, from back in the day. Uh, behind the scenes kind of stuff that if you weren't sitting there with, uh, with the first Butterball winner, you'd, you'd never get to hear those kind of things. And so uh, that was that was really was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, that was, I want to keep doing that uh every year and i hope it grows hope we can get more people to come out just uh pre pre-race lunch you know it, it was a lot of fun yeah i really really hate that that i missed that and, and had to work but i'm just glad that it it did work out to where i could i could go home and work saturday and it was annabeth and i made it back up um you know for the race on saturday and and we didn't miss anything so that was good but uh just good to talk to all those guys that uh, that was able to go to that that luncheon with uh, with you at Smokehouse uh, Grill, and I just really hate that that I wasn't able to be there. And just you know, the fellowship and talk racing and get ready for you know talk about you know the B mains that was lined up and and the other features that was going to take place on Saturday, and then the big fifty nine lap. Um, to win butterball you know just to get to talk about that before the race that's just that's something we all enjoy doing as fans and i missed out on that and and i hate that i did yeah yeah well like i said it was a lot of fun hopefully next year we get to do it again and it'll work out with your schedule and everything that you'll be able to be there because it really was a good time and a good time overall uh, for the weekend i do i want to mention also uh mudlick ran last saturday they're they're running as well uh this saturday man just want to give a shout out actually uh zane powell uh went, picked up the crate late model win over there at mudlick uh, this past weekend but just overall i, I watched that jeff Soxy's videos with race rumble man that I got to give them a lot of credit. I think from the beginning of the year to this year, the improvements they've made, they've worked really hard on that racetrack to get it right. 
and uh, and they they have racing there just looks like a whole lot of fun it was so it was so good that a couple cars tore the guardrail down uh so but uh, they had to they had to fix that they put concrete up this week i saw but um they're just doing an awesome job and uh and really appreciate what they're doing you know they've put mud lick on the map i mean they really have there was a lot of people out there coming into this year who had never heard of Mudlick Valley, or they didn't take Mudlick seriously. Now they are, and uh, kudos to them because they're they're doing a great job. They really are. Yeah, they are, and and I'm just looking forward to making a trip up there. I know you got to go earlier in the year, and uh, I haven't haven't been able to make the trip up, but hopefully, uh, hopefully before the end of the racing season, uh, I'll get to make a make a trip up there and and uh, both of us will get to go go up there together um would be really good Well, they, uh, they, uh, they really, uh, someone was sending me a text there. I got, I got, I got distracted, Wes. I'm worse. I'm worse than a squirrel. I mean, it's like squirrel. What? You know, like, uh, so, uh, uh, but you know, we need to go ahead. But anyways, yeah, I wanted to say that hopefully we can make it back up there. They, they want us to, and I've been talking to Jamie about when we can get back over there, uh, to another event there at Mudlick Valley and, uh, and, uh, cause they were the first ones actually to reach out to us and offer to sponsor us. And so, um, you know, really big deal them to do that. So, uh, want to, want to get that going and well, let's go ahead real quick while I've got is, is Annabeth, is she close? Like, can you, is there a way that we could go ahead? Cause mine's standing here looking at me. If we don't he's go ahead and get go. this going, yeah, he's ready to go. And, um, yeah. Hey, Brantley. Can you turn can you turn the lights on so uh it's getting dark on me in here. I want to get his assistance <laughs> while we're while we're waiting real quick to I forgot to turn the lights on. The light switch is right there by the door. So All yeah, right, there me, we go. Give me just a second. Uh, it's, See ya. It's uh it's blinding me. 
Well, he's doing right, he's doing here, laps right now. Yeah, here she is. Look here. Hello. All right, so all right, here we go. All right, Brantley, we're ready. We're ready for you. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna call this kids edition. Wes, we've been we've been picking the winners here lately, and that's kind of boring. Uh, honestly, I think people are getting bored of hearing us pick winners. So uh, I decided, you know, I think it'd be I think it'd be best if uh, if we just let uh, let the, make this a kids edition of pick the winners. So uh, Brantley and Annabeth coming on here with us now. West the the deal was there was no coaching. We weren't allowed to coach because this is going to no count toward the pick the winners uh, steak dinner challenge. But I uh, want to let the kids pick the winners for the uh, the Harold Hargrove Memorial coming up this weekend. At uh, she can't at, hear. Hold on a minute. Let me give her this. Okay. All right. You you hand that off to the to the star of the of the hour. All right. Now now Wes can't hear, but Annabeth can. All right. So Annabeth, you and Brantley are going to pick the winners for the uh, Harold Hargrove Memorial coming up this weekend at Lake Cumberland Speedway. Now, the deal was, Annabeth, Wes, your dad, he wasn't allowed to coach you. He wasn't allowed to tell you who to pick or any of that kind of stuff. So I want you to confirm he, he wasn't in your ear before the show started, was he? Mm-mm. All right, all right. I'm, I'm trusting you. So, all right, Brantley, I think it should, be, uh, it should be ladies first, first of all. So we'll let Annabeth go first. And uh, we'll let her go ahead and pick the winner for uh, Lake Cumberland this weekend. Annabeth, who you got? Out of Campbellsville, Kentucky, I picked Jay Watt. Okay, all right. So uh, Jeff Watson, well, he'll he'll be there, I'm sure, in the in the uh, pro late model and the super. So uh, two chances, really, Wes. I tell you what, I like Annabeth so much that if he wins either of those, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the point. So, we'll uh, we'll go with that. All right, Brantley, it's your pick this weekend, Lake Cumberland Speedway. Who you got? Is Josh Rice gonna be in this? Cause that's who I pick, really. Okay. All right. So we got Josh Rice coming up this weekend at uh, Lake Cumberland Speedway. Well, uh, I think that's a pretty good pick, to be honest with you. He wins a lot. What What was your reason behind picking Josh Rice? It's really because of all the times he wins, and I just think it's pretty cool that he can do that. Yeah, well, he does. He does win uh, quite a bit, so I, I'll uh, I'll definitely agree with you. So, uh, all right, so we've got uh, Jay Watt, Jeff Watson, and uh, and Josh Rice. So I think those are two pretty good picks. I'll have to say. Uh, well, I want to ask you guys just one more question. I'll let you go. I know you got better things to do than sit here on our on our podcast. But uh, Annabeth, do you do you like going to the to the races? Is it something you enjoy doing? I do. I really do like going to the races and seeing who wins and all that. Okay. All right. So your favorite part then is just seeing seeing who wins, right? Yeah. All right. Good deal. Okay, Brantley. What about you? You like you like going to the races? Sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah, that's bad. Well, that's a better that's a better answer than I figured it it might be. I was afraid it I was afraid it might be no. So I'll I'll take that at least. What's your favorite part when you do go to the races? What's your What's your favorite part about going to the races? 
Sometimes we, like, try and pick the winner against us, and we put the points in, and whoever's closest to first, we get a point, and whoever wins at the end of the day, most of the time it's just a win. Yeah. But it's usually you winning, though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you, you, you usually win that. Kind of like Wes usually wins in the in the uh, steak dinner challenge. So, all right. Well, kids edition, pick the winner. Thank you, Annabeth. Thank you, Brantley. It was a lot of fun. All right. All right, there you go. All right, start start them off off young. Wes, Wes Lanham. So uh, start them them off young here in the the podcasting uh, business. What did you just knock your – did you knock the microphone off the table? I mean, were you, did you hit the piano with something back there in the background, or what? I hit the I hit the the printer. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't the piano. You don't want to put well, a pen in that thing. Here, you know, here's like, the thing: I I keep getting all this flack over the bedroom. You know, every time, yeah. even even seventy one year old Mike Jewell. He was like, always in that bedroom. So I was like, well, we're going to go back in the, we're going to go back in the mansion and, uh, and try that backdrop a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it, it, uh, it, it works. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Riley, Riley, Kate, uh, and Brantley are, are good buddies and, uh, Riley Kate saying hi to Brantley, and so anyway, that was a lot of fun. I'll be honest with you, Wes. Um, the answers went better than I thought they would, at least on my end. You know, it's like uh, Brantley. Uh, Brantley is kind of iffy about his race racing fandom uh, right now. Um, he's got other things that he enjoys doing a little bit better than racing right now. I think in a few years that might just turn around. You know, you just you just you can't lose hope. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it it will and and uh, I know Annabeth was probably really nervous. I just kind of sprung all this on her when I got home from work today. So I'm sure that uh, that she was like, "Oh, really?" I know we had talked about this, but she said it's supposed to be in September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It was yeah. kind of one of those. Hey, baby, you're gonna come on the you're gonna come on the show tonight, and she was like okay i mean you know she you know how she is uh it's a thousand wonders she didn't you know get turned loose and you just talk forever but it was it's kind of kind of short answers tonight but she has uh especially over the last i don't know a couple weeks month two months or so uh she has been at the racetrack a lot with me and uh yeah it's really cool to get to do that and to teach her and her to get you know interested in it and learning the drivers and and it's just it's just really special um you know for her and i to get to do that and uh you know and you'd brantley have and and uh, he's got a lot of other interests but yeah racing will come it'll come he he enjoys that too. He really does, and it's part of the downside of us doing this and doing the live coverage stuff and and uh, and all that is like, you know, before I had the opportunity to go to the racetrack and just kind of hang out with him, 
uh, and do the pick the winner stuff. Don't get to do that all that much anymore. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I kind of miss that. That's something I want to get back to taking some, some time to do because I think that's in, that's important. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's really cool. I mean, I, I grew up loving racing, and I'm I'm sure he will too. And so, uh, you know, I don't want don't to wish the years away because they pass too, too fast as it is. But, anyway, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – at least he knows the name of a race car driver. Wes, I, I I think there's a good chance that Josh Rice might be the only name in racing he knows. If he knows this that one, that's a good one, uh, and uh, and it makes for a really good pick too. And I think uh, my chances going into this weekend, thanks to Brantley, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they are. And uh, raise up there. He he just knows. He just use like Brantley, pick the shirt. Let's see that picture yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. 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 Uh, hey, listen. What's his first I'm, name again? <laughs> I am I am a straight up competitor. There's no no cheating going on here whatsoever. Well, you know what, Wes? We've got something big to get to here on the show. Uh, we've got Jesse Lay coming on here with us in just a just a few minutes. Uh, we're gonna bring Jesse Lay on. Man, you talk about you know I mean, I you told me, hey, we talked about it earlier. Let's get Jesse Lay on the show, and I thought, man, I've been watching Jesse Lay race since I've been going to the races, which is that's a long, you know, it's, I've been going to the races for for since I could, you know, like the nineties, and I remember seeing Jesse Lay uh, at Florence and Eldora and and like Jesse James Lay, man, like you yeah. knew who he was, the last outlaw, the last and, outlaw. Uh, you told me, like, lately, though, I've heard a couple of announcers announce him as just Jesse, and I've always heard him as Jesse James Lay. So I was like, is that the same as Jesse James Lay? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. So we were trying to figure that out. So, uh, you know, it is. Looking forward to talking to him. I mean, gosh, what a what a career. Uh, I'm sure he's got some stories and, uh, and uh, really looking forward to talking to him. And just as soon as we come back, we're, we're going to do just that. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I think he started his career in 1990. We'll have to verify that, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll ask him. But if so, I mean that's that's a heck of a career, and uh, really looking forward to talking to him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be back in just a minute with uh, the last outlaw, Jesse James Lay, here on Dirt Racing and the Bluegrass Live. This is Worldwide West Lanham. If you're in the market for a storage building. Look no further than our friends at Barton's Insulated Buildings. With nearly 30 years in business, they specialize in insulated storage buildings, mobile home underpinning, garages, and pole barns. With two locations at 3739 South Laurel Road in London and 3300 Cumberland Falls Highway in Corbin. Call them today at 606-528-7221 and tell them World Wide West sent you. Racetrack Connection is a social media app designed specifically for racing. On the app, you can find a track, find a driver, review and print track schedules, and use the chat feature to communicate with other fans and drivers at any event. There's even a map feature where you can locate racetracks all across the U.S., plus many other features all for free. Download the Racetrack Connection app today. Donnie Kaufman used to say, it's good enough to make your tongue slap your brains out, honey. 
That's what we think about the home cooking at Smokehouse Grill and Buffet in Berea. Choose from the delicious options on their home-style buffet and salad bar or order from the full menu. Not to mention their desserts and some of the best breakfast you'll ever eat. We promise you'll never be disappointed with this racing family-owned business. Visit their friendly staff and grab a bite to eat. Located just off exit 77 in Berea. Hi there, I'm Alan Feldhouse Jr., head basketball coach at Madison Central High School. Here at MCHS, we have built a winning team. I'd like to tell you about another local winning team. Family owned and operated Bluegrass Restoration and Construction. They specialize in roofing, general construction, and home maintenance services. Just like on the court, you need a team that will work together to get the job done. And that's exactly what BRC does. Give them a call at 859-353-1133. Row Tribe. And welcome back to the Bluegrass Restoration and Construction Studios. Uh, this is uh, this segment here sponsored by the Detail Shop. Uh, we are now joined by the last outlaw, Jesse James Lay. Uh, Jesse, it's uh, really good to have you on here with us tonight. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Um, I'm glad to be on. I watched your show the last few episodes. I hadn't known that you guys been on real long, but then the last few episodes I've been watching, especially the one leading up to the north-south, and pretty good stuff, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I don't know, Wes. DJ DJ Smallwood might have might have helped us helped us out with that. So uh, oh, I don't know did. if you know. He did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all about having connections, and you get you end up with uh, you end up with someone like Jesse James Lay uh, on here. So uh, uh, really appreciate him helping us out there with that one. Uh, you know, because like I was telling Wes uh, Jesse before we brought you on here. Uh, it's just it's super cool to have you on you're still out here uh running these super late models i remember watching you race i mean in the in the 90s uh when i first started going to the races so you you you've seen a lot of transition and you've gone through a lot of eras of super late model racing for sure oh absolutely it's been I think I started in 1989, which is a long time ago. You're talking the 80s, which <laughs> seems like forever ago, but doesn't seem that long to me. But anyway, I ran a couple of years in bomber cars and about three years in sportsman, and I was in late models and been in there ever since. But, yeah, um, we ran Battle of the Bluegrass, Sunoco Series. I mean, won at numerous different tracks. We ran, ran a lot of tracks and won at a lot of different tracks. And, it's been fun. It's definitely been fun. I don't race near as much as what I used to. My boy, uh, Austin, has come along, and he's taking a lot of the driver's duties over right now. And I run some, but not yeah. full-time. I just run part-time. Okay. I got you. Are you, uh, are you planning on running this, uh, this Saturday? Is it going to be part of your schedule to run this Saturday at Lake Cumberland? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be down there. Um, myself and Austin will both be there. I'm on my way back from vacation right now. We're in the camper. Me and my wife, we left the morning after the north-south to go on a road trip, and we're on our way home right now. So, But, but yeah, they got the cars. They got them just about ready, and we'll both be there. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's we, awesome. We like, That's. Uh... Yeah. We like to support Brandon, and we like to support Chris Tilly. They both work hard to keep keep the late models going and give us shows to run and stuff like that and so we like to support their both the tracks and their um series every time we get a chance yeah absolutely yeah. well wes you noticed uh jesse wasn't at atomic this last weekend we were like well i wonder 
wonder if he'll be at Lake Cumberland. Well, it turns out he's on he's on vacation. He was on vacation, so uh, good to hear you'll be back by this weekend. Though I'm looking forward to seeing you run the the Harold Hargrove Memorial. Yeah, I look forward to running it. We like running there. The track's been real racy and smooth all year. Uh, Brandon works his butt off at both there and Ponderosa, and we, we enjoy running both of them as much as we can. He yeah. does. He he has done a really good job at both tracks this year. Um, the racing, and we've watched. Let's see, I think we've watched every race at Ponderosa and almost every race this year at at Lake Cumberland, and and both track surfaces have been really good. Have been racy. They've been smooth, and uh, looking forward to the same this weekend uh, at Lake Cumberland. And I know this one is definitely special for for Brandon and. He wants the track and, and everything to go just as perfect as, as it can. And uh, I know he's working his butt off to to give that to the fans and the racers this weekend. Yeah, he was going to have a practice Friday night, and he ended up canceling it because it's going to be so hot. He don't want to trash the track and wants to give yeah. everybody a good surface and put on a good program. This definitely means a lot to him. Obviously, he, he does a great job of prepping the track. I mean, that Ponderosa outlaw race where Mikey Marler comes from the tail to win the thing out, I mean, that's, that's damn near the race of the year. I mean, I don't get much better than that. You don't see that happen much anymore, you know what I mean? No. Uh-uh. It's no, been I... the best race I've watched this year. It's probably been the best race I've watched probably in the last five years. I mean, it was it was a sight to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do do have to give Larry Yance credit for that that track uh, that track prep too. We can't we can't leave Larry Yance out on that. But you know, right. you're right, Brandon. Brandon, man, at Lake Cumberland, like weekend consistently, that is just an awesome surface. Always racy, fun. Top we were just bottom. talking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I can't wait. There's been talk of some national series stuff coming to Lake Cumberland possibly next year. The best in the business all in one place on Lake Cumberland Speedway. Man, when that happens, I just can't wait to see it. Yeah, as a fan, oh, it'll be exciting. Those those small tracks. A lot of people like these big tracks, like outdoor and stuff, which is great once or twice a year. But you want the good racing. You get on the bull rings. The leaders get in lap traffic. They got to change their line. The cars aren't as air dependent. You hear the drivers all the time talk about, "Oh, I lost the nose because his air messed me up." You don't get that on these little tracks. It's Robin's racing and up on the wheel and everybody, everybody for himself. The lap traffic is what really makes it exciting when you got to slice and dice and change grooves. Absolutely, that's that's what we love is is the bull rings and I mean that's that's where your racing comes into play and that's that's the excitement. Um, you know when you can put those top two, three, four cars under a blanket and let them battle and slide jobs and dicing in and out of lap traffic um that's that's when it really gets fun yeah yeah i want to i want to come back to the harold hargrove memorial here in just a minute but uh jesse while we've got you on here like i said i mean i i I'm just i think it's cool to have you on here because like i've watched you race since i was i was born in 88 so I, not quite 89 maybe not to my recollection anyway but I've watched you race for years. You've gone through a lot of eras in racing. You've gone through a lot of different just fun stuff, like you talked about with the Battle of the Bluegrass Dirt Car Series. I mean, you've run at Florence. I've seen you run at Eldora. You've, you've 
been, you've done it all since 1989. What what is the what do you think through that? Like what are you, what what was the best era? Like for you, is it now? It could even be now. What what's the best time in racing for Jesse James Lay? Gosh, I tell you, there's been a lot of it over the years, but I would say probably those battle of the bluegrass days were probably some of the best ones because you had a lot of tracks within a three or four um, hour radius of our house that we could go to. I mean, you had eight or 10 tracks on the schedule and you'd go to each of them two or three times. Bargetown was still open, the old Bargetown. I love that place. And you, um, Clinton County, one down there, one at Bargetown. Lake Cumberland, Richmond, I mean, just on and on and on. There were several tracks that was just, you had a good group of guys, myself and Eddie Carrier, we battled it out for the Prince Championship the one year. I think he ended up winning it. I led it for most of the year and then had some problems late in the year. I ended up third behind, like, he won it, and like Timmy Yeager was second, and I ended up third. But we yeah. we ran the first two or three years religiously, and just the, fring, the friends you met along the way and the hanging out and running up and down the road with them. But the racing was, in my opinion, better back, I don't know, late 90s, early early 2000s. There wasn't so much technology in it. and then, I mean, right now, everybody's so fast all the time, and, and qualifying <laughs> means so much. you got to start up front. Back then, it wasn't nothing for a guy to charge from 12th or farther back in a night and come up there and win the race, you know what I mean? But that just yeah. doesn't happen very much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know you said you just found out our, about our podcast, just started watching it a couple of weeks ago with the North South 100. You'll have to go back and look. You can find, uh, you can find our, our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen to them there. You can go back on Facebook and watch, but we did a whole series before the racing season started on the, the Battle of the Bluegrass Dirt Car Series. So you'll probably want to go back and, and uh, listen to some of that. It, it was a fun time, but yeah, I think I, I agree with you. It was just guys like you you know local guys from right here you know in our area battling out each and every week uh, just just a whole lot of fun that sunday race uh wes you brought that up tilly posted about it earlier uh at, at lake cumberland so many good memories came for you guys from that battle of the bluegrass series yeah i think they can still keep that going right now iron man with chris he tries to do much as he can to keep it going and getting enough track secured is sometimes a problem um that ultimate series the guy that runs richmond he's got a, a series going on but he's all over the country i mean but as far as having a base centrally located somewhere within two to three hours of central kentucky chris is doing a great job trying to build that i'd love to see more tracks get on board with that um because i mean realistically i was telling somebody the other day well actually i'm good friends with a promoter and a promoter i know we were talking about I told him, I said, these races were like Brush Creek and Moeller and those guys, they've been running 5,000 to win, 1,000 to start races. This last one that was 6,000 to win for Moeller, they had 47 late models. They've sold out, I mean, standing room only, and the concessions were backed up to the stands all night. So I was like, I was yeah. like, you need, we need to look at fattening up the purse. It don't need to be 15 grand to win, 2,000 per second, and 400 to start from there on back guys will show up you'll get more cars and more cars bring more fans and more drivers it's got to be the people like chris tilly with the iron man series and like people like that that's what's keeping the regional guys racing right now and keeping us alive because the the one promoter i was telling you about that i was talking to he's like well if it's not world of outlaws or lucas oil you really can't 
much run late models anymore. And I'm like, well, Brandon Hardgrove is doing a damn good job of it. And so are some other people. I said, if everybody, every promoter had a mindset of you, you can only run a Lucas or Outlaw race, um, then all of us regional guys will end up just selling all our stuff. And then when Lucas comes in here, they can bring their 15 guys and then you'll have 15 guys show up the race because nobody else is going to have any right. equipment. We got, we got to have places to race and it doesn't yeah. have to be a regular show. I'm not saying that local tracks need to run late models every weekend for five grand to win, but I'm saying right. once a month, if every track would pick once a month and pick a Friday and a Saturday within two to three hours where we have had places to race on a consistent basis, it's going to build the, the cars from the bottom up, build it, build it back up some. I mean, a lot of your crate guys, if you're running late model races for a thousand to start and they're getting paid 800 to win, they're going to get them a super motor. And next thing you know, we got more cars that are in supers because if not, you can't just rely on the two big shows of Lucas or World of Outlaws to, to carry everybody in the country because we just ain't going to be able to sustain the regional guys at, at that rate. I mean, Atomic's doing a good job, and I think Fort Smith does a good job, and Brandon with Ponderosa and Lake Cumberland and Moeller's throwing some events in there. I mean, I think those guys are trying to do a pretty good job, even if it ain't a series, just to keep us give us places to race. You know I mean, but Brandon has been yeah. at the top of the list around here with Ponderosa and Lake Cumberland. I mean, if we race 35 times this year, probably a dozen of them is going to be Ponderosa and Lake Cumberland. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And I agree with you. you. You know, if if you don't have shows at other tracks, you don't have to be a Lucas or a World Outlaws, you know, to run a late model show. Um, I watched that night on uh, on Crazy John Sandlin at, at Moeller and, you know, 47 late models. Hey, that was a that was a heck of a show. You had guys from all over that region, and that's a good that's a good area uh, for racing in general. But especially, you know, a two to three hour radius around that place, uh, and you seen what it produced. And I mean, he had scanned the crowd. There wasn't. It was standing room only, like packed out. And that's a place I've never got to go watch a race. I tried to a couple years ago, and it would have been a dandy show, but they got rained out. And I think it was a, I don't think it was a series race, but it was five or 6,000 to win super race. And I think they had like, I don't know, 38 or 40 supers and a bunch of modifieds. I mean, it's just a, it's a good area. And, and I would, I'd love to go watch a race up there. Yeah. The good thing about this area up here, like you got Florence from where we're at, our, our race shop's only about a quarter mile from Florence, maybe a half mile I mean, from that area there, you got Atomic two hours away, Portsmouth two hours away, Brownstown two hours away, Ponderosa, Lake Cumberland, all less than two hours away. I mean, out just in that one circle, you, you group in a whole bunch of tracks there. I think I said Brownstown also in there. So, I mean, there's a lot of those six, seven tracks right there that they work together. Everybody, you don't have to run 10 or 15,000 to win shows to get everybody there. It sounds good to the fans and it gets the fans there. And I know that's their number one priority. And, Brandon's done a great job of getting fans there this year, too. It's been super fan-friendly, fireworks shows and everything else. I mean, it's just been – he's packed the house, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm glad to see him because he does a very good job of promoting. I mean, from the time the gate's open, he's walking around, shooting pictures of cars, doing live stuff, saying, yeah. hey, these cars are here. There's more rolling in. Gates are open. Cars are backed up to the street. Need to get yeah. here. It's going to be a big night. I mean, he's on it for a couple weeks in advance right up till race time, you know what I mean? So – he just yeah, yeah. he promotes the crap out. I'm glad to see he's doing well. As racers, we need all promoters to do well. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, Absolutely. You was, you was talking about that show at Ponderosa, that World of Outlaws show. Man, it, 
it it really did have and nothing not to take nothing away from the north south 100 but it had that feel of a north south 100 i mean they people just kept coming in and and it was it was standing room only the infield was full the grandstands was full the pits was full cars everywhere i mean just just a uh, just awesome, awesome night. And then Mikey to come from 22nd to win it in 50 laps. Unreal. Uh, and that place yeah. went crazy. Oh, being a local there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being a local to win it from the tail with that biggest crowd. I mean, the crowd was just the most I've ever seen there. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it was. You talked about, though, local, regional stuff. It almost seems like right now, Jesse, I mean, it almost seems like it's feast or famine in some ways. I mean, like nationally, there's hundred thousand. West, we've talked about this. There's hundred thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand to win races everywhere. But you're talking about these payouts and things that promoters can do to to help regional and local, not just super late model racing, but just local racing in general. I mean, without keeping these tracks going through local and regional drivers as a sport in general. We're uh, we're going to be in bad shape if we don't do things to make sure the local and regional stuff is strong, don't you think? Absolutely. When I was talking to the, the promoter that I was telling you about, I'm not going to say his name, but he told me that, and I was like, well, what's going to happen when all the regional guys sell all their stuff because there's not enough regional stuff to keep them alive? He's like, well, then the World of Outlaws and Lucas will just combine. I'm like, well, there's not going to be enough money there for 25, 30 guys every week. And your guys in the back that's getting a thousand show up money. Eventually they're going to drop off. So I said, what's your big shows? He's got two real big shows. I was like, so is your big shows just going to turn into um, a crown jewel crate race or a crown jewel modified race? I said, good luck with that. I mean, that's just not going to work out. I said, promoters, series directors i mean everybody they got to have enough foresight to look five to seven years down the road what's going to make it sustainable because the promoters they do make this one promoter makes his whole year off these two big shows i mean the two big shows a year packs the house makes tons of money and nothing else really supports i mean it just breaks even would be my guess you know what i mean so but if that fails five to seven years and he ain't making no money off of that. I mean, he's out of business like everybody else. You know what I mean? So you just got to get to the point where they got to look a little bit farther and have a, if every track would just have a 5,000 to win and 700 or a thousand to start once a month and they bounce it around between six or eight tracks enough to give the regional guys, like I said, Chris Tilly does a good job. He's got rained out a lot this year and he's trying to, I think he's really working on some stuff. He joined UMP Dark Car this year and i think for next year they're really working on some stuff him and sam trying to build back in some of the first structures and some of the racetracks to help build the late models back up because i mean the sustainability is not going to come from the top down by throwing more money at the national guys that don't really even need the money it's going to be sustainability is going to be coming from those regional guys that when you come to Brownstown, your Gilpins and your Jared Baileys and those guys are going to be there to race. Your Kent Robinsons, you know what I mean? They're going to be there to race because they was able to sustain, but they're not just going to hold on to their equipment to race two Lucas races a year at, at Brownstown and that's it. I mean, it just, that just doesn't make sense. And they're not going to move down to a crate series driver or a modified, just like myself or Austin. I mean, 
we're not running late models, we're out. And then we ain't going to attract at all. We'll get a boat, we'll go camping, we'll do it at something different. You know what I mean? So but no, nobody nobody wants to talk about the regional stuff. It's great that the money's getting really good for the traveling guys, but the regional guys don't need a whole lot. Like I said, if you had five thousand or seventy five hundred to win, you had seven hundred to a thousand to start and you had them had them grouped up where you had a plenty of races to, to choose from that's sustainable yeah you know i mean i'm not saying that they need to do it every single week like i said it's once a month per track is is easily feasible i would think if you're a decent promoter yeah yeah i i agree with and one of the things i i think you know i miss the days one of the things i miss about and wes i think you we've talked about this before too I miss the, the uh, I guess you'd say the old day, the battle of the blue. That's not really old days. That wasn't that long ago. But in a way, I guess it was. I mean, that's two, you know, it was 2002 when it started. But one of the things I miss about it is you had these events that were based around local and, and regional drivers. And you had these rivalries right here at home that were created. And you had these paychecks that weren't, all that much going to the winner but they were going to these local guys and i i'm a homer myself i'll be honest with you i just i really am i i would much rather see ten thousand, for example if it's possible stay at home here regionally than you know twenty thousand or fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or whatever it might be go to someone who most people in this area have never even heard of i miss the days of local and regional guys be able to be on more of a competitive level for some of these events that are important to us right here in the state of kentucky yeah i i agree with you and we talked about it um we've talked about it all year but especially when we were doing our you know reliving the days of the battle of the bluegrass i mean you talk about those guys and and the cool thing was you didn't ever know who was going to show up to race for three thousand or five thousand a win. So you had your your local guys, your your Kentucky drivers, your regional drivers that would compete against um, you know your national drivers at the time, or looking at some of the national drivers that cut their teeth in that Battle of the Bluegrass series, and now look where they're at today. You know, for instance, Mike Marler. Uh, Eddie Carrier Jr., you know, them guys, for instance, and, you know, it made all of those drivers better because it was so competitive. They beat and banged and raced hard each and every week. And like you said, it is cool because you do have the rivalries. You had fans in the stands that loved or hated a driver. I mean, it was just, it was racing. And that's what, that's when I came into the game in 2005. And, and got to watch, you know, dirt racing for the first time and just fell in love with it. And I've been passionate about it ever since. But it was that grassroots series and Battle of the Bluegrass played such a big part in my love for the sport. And, and you know, it's just cool. And, and I watched I watched all of these guys, you know, including you, Jesse, race. And, and it was – it's just awesome and – just to see, and a lot of a lot of those guys, like yourself, are still racing, and that's what's cool too. Uh, keep going, man. Keep keep racing. Race to race to your hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of guys that race to be a lot older than me. So 
but I'm definitely, I've slowed it down. I'll race maybe 10 times a year. Sometimes it helps when I don't race because I'm trying to help develop Austin and it's hard for me to see him if I'm racing too, but I can't give him as much of attention. But then on the other time, sometimes it's good when we're both racing because we can come in. A lot of times our cars are set up very similar and I can ask him what he's feeling. I can tell him what I'm feeling and we can make some adjustments and see, trying to get him to feel that too and getting there a little quicker setup wise. And sometimes his car likes different things than what I like. Yeah, I mean, so sometimes yeah. we work together like that and other times we end up just, I just go help him and I be a part of the crew. And that's fun too. I get as much enjoyment out of that as I do racing anymore because come Monday, the double washing up of the cars and the double the body work and the double the maintenance and the double the tires. <laughs> that's, that gets to be a little bit of work. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm like Wes. You just keep on racing, man. Just keep on, keep on keeping on because we, we certainly enjoy you watching you. Well, uh, Brian Stickerod, he asked a question here. I've got to, I've got to get to this. He want, or not a question. He said, talk about the days in the steel car. What, what's he talking about? Help us out with that one. Those were my first days when I first started racing. I drove for uh, two brothers and another guy. It was um, Mark Cradler, Dave Cradler, and Bill Shieldman. They owned CNS Motorsports up in Sharonville. And when I was getting ready to come out of Sportsman, which was limited late model, um, I had bought a trailer. My dad and I were going to look at a car. Well, I got a call from those guys saying, hey, we're interested in getting a new driver. We're interested in Jesse driving. They had a whole full program. They had already run a couple years with they came from asphalt and they were came to dirt ran a couple of years with Steve Landrum who won several championships at Florence Speedway. And then when they decided to go their different ways, they got me in there and I drove for them for I think about three, three and a half years. And then we kind of split and went our different ways and I formed my own team, got a warrior car and we've been on our own team since then. Actually it's been it was me, Tom Richard and my dad at one time and then uh and Woody, another friend of mine who passed away um he was a partner and then i brought in what he had to get out and then a guy named alan spence got in but it's been pretty much i've been in it the whole time and it's just been mine and my dad's program here for the last several years but um and, and ironically enough mark who used to own the steel stuff he came back and wanted to work help us on the car in about 2010 or so and he actually kept the car and everything and in his shop for probably four years while I was coaching AU basketball and running around and now he's still on our team so we got a pretty good team I got Tom, Darren, Mark, Troy, Austin, myself, my dad and then we get some other hands at the track here and there you know what I mean so but and Darren Gosney he's been with me ever since the battle of bluegrass days you know what I mean and Mark was there before the bluegrass days when I drove the steel Tom was with me some during the Battle of the Bluegrass days. So Troy came on in about 2008, Troy Perry. So one thing I have been fortunate about throughout my career is I've had always pretty many guys that want to hang out and help and come to the shop during the week and be there and go in the trucks and go to the races on the weekends. So I've been super fortunate about that. I know for a lot of people, they can't find help or the help that they get wants to come and help on Saturday. Well, that's the fun part. The, the hard part's the washing up, the cleaning up, and the body work, and the maintenance, and the loading, and the unloading, and cleaning the trailer, and wiping out the truck, and dumping the tanks, and there's a lot more to it, but people will take usually what they get, but I've been blessed throughout my career with always having three or four people, like, right there to just help out, so I'm very appreciative of those. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's a, that's a, that's a good thing, to have, uh, have good help, um, I'm sure, in this sport, and continuing on through all these years and 
in uh, in super late model racing. Well, give me uh, Jesse, if you will, give me. We want to get to the Har- I want to get to- we're we're uh, on here. This is the Harold Hargrove Memorial Preview Show. I want to get to Harold here in just a moment. I want to talk to you a little bit about him. You've been in the sport for a long time, so I'm sure you remember Harold and raced at Lake Cumberland for years while he operated the racetrack. And of course, Brandon is doing a great job there now. But give me one or two, just in general, your racing career. One or two memories, of just something that sticks out to you. Other than the still days, give me give me something else while we've got you yeah. on here. A couple of things about Harold I remember is um, always had a cigarette in his hand. I don't think I ever seen him without a cigarette in his hand. He was always <laughs> smoking. He was dedicated smoker for sure. Drivers meeting, it didn't matter. He was smoking them down. And then the other thing was always at the drivers meeting. I can remember before Brandon even put the sign up. He said, "If you don't like the way I run this place, you can buy me out." He just yeah. Uh, he didn't want to put up with any BS, and he wasn't going to put up with any BS. It was his way or the highway, and if you didn't like it, he didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, he worked his butt off, and he did a good job. I mean, he's, he's definitely he started the legacy, I think, of what Brandon is continuing and doing a fine job at Yeah, for sure. He he did, and, and uh, you know, I talked to – I talked to – you know, Brandon and we we had him on here last year. He was talking about his dad and the difference between himself and his dad. I've saw posts throughout this week and you know, I think Harold in the racing community, he's known as as that guy. If you don't like it, well, a lot of people talk about that. If you don't like it, buy me out. You know, that was kind of his uh the way he ran his his racetrack and he did a great job as good as anybody with with running Lake Cumberland Speedway. He really uh, you know, for for all those years, I mean, Lake Cumberland was all, has always been a great place, and that's a lot of you know, thanks to Harold Hargrove. But I've also saw people talk about, you know, promoters are always in the spotlight, and we have what we know in the racing community. But as a person who Harold Hargrove was, and paying people's bills without you know any recognition, yeah. and you know, just personal things like that, yeah. he was he was. Uh, he was a racer. He was hardcore. He ran his racetrack, but he was also a, he was also a, a great human being as well. So, yeah, I think um, him and like Jerry King, who's also passed away, they both, if you didn't know them, they were very similar. They came off as real hard asses and real just like stern and this and that. But I think as promoters, a lot of times you have to put off that perception so they don't get a bunch of BS because. Jerry King, he would have done anything for me away from the track. We went to Florida for speed weeks, like my family and his family, and we spent a lot of time away from the track. One of the best guys you'll ever meet. Same way with Harold. And Harold, he was always great to me and nice as could be, but um, I've had several conversations with him. would do anything for anybody, but at those driver's meetings and stuff, if you showed up, you didn't know, you're like, I ain't messing with this guy. You know what I mean? They, no. He put on that front for sure if you didn't know him. But they, they, they're yeah. both soft hearted and good people. Yeah. I don't and know he, too many people that would have messed with him either, you know. So, no, I get it, Wes. I think that's how you got to be a part of it as, oh, a, yeah. as a racetrack promoter. You you have to be. You kind of have to have that, uh, that bulldog mentality. Um, and, and then, you know, at times you got to you got to be able to show us offside but 98% of the time you've got to you got to be that that strong stern bulldog type uh, type attitude 
And, and one thing, too, I was going to say, it was funny you said about Harold and smoking his cigarettes. That's The apple don't fall far from the tree because Brandon's always got a cigarette <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. like to know yeah. how many yeah. cigarettes he smokes in a year. <laughs> yeah. Especially on race day. I don't know. Especially. If especially yeah. on race. Uh, the week of the race. Right. Let's just say, right. let's just put it the whole week. Of a big... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly the truth. Well, uh, Jesse, good luck this weekend. Can't wait to see you at uh, at Lake Cumberland Speedway. I know Wes said he saw you at the North South. I don't think I've met you uh, in person. So looking forward to that uh, this weekend as well. But good luck. Can't wait to see you at Lake Cumberland on Saturday. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, as always. Um, it's good to talk to you guys. Look forward to meeting you, Josh. Uh, Wes, I'll catch you Saturday, I'm sure. Hopefully we'll have something yeah. for that black black eleven car. <laughs> yeah. That guy has been un- on fire. You know, I mean it's yeah. like hopefully hopefully we'll have something for him, but if not, he's damn good. He's a special talent for sure. Yeah. He is uh he I mean that that whole family, we was we was happy for, for James getting a top uh getting a podium finish. He run third there at the butterball and uh you know I I was, I was more happy for him than for for Ricky and Tyler, you know, especially him being a right. Kentucky boy. But I said, heck of a run, man, and uh, yeah. he was tickled tickled to get a get a good podium finish yeah. and uh, ran a good race. He really yeah. did. My, my family's real good friends with his family. We've been well. Holly only lives about a mile from me. I mean, down around the corner and up the hill, maybe two <laughs> miles. So I've, I've known him ever since he was a little kid. Coached coach Josh in basketball. I've known James forever. He used to date my daughter a little bit in like elementary school. So I've known them forever. Both great kids. Both good racers. Like racing against them. But Josh, he's he's one of those regional guys that can compete on the national level. That if anybody's coming to Kentucky and Ohio, it don't matter what your name is. You're going to have to beat that black eleven because he's just, yeah he's he, he's special. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, he one is. last question. We we got one last question from David Tilly. He said, "I ask you if you're ready to camp with a bunch of rednecks." He's he's referring to, I'm sure, at the World 100. Yes, I am. I do <laughs> camp with him up there, and it, you know, it is, gets, does get a little bit redneck up there. But yeah, it's all fun. I can tell you that we we enjoy going up there and watching. We don't race up there much anymore, but we really like going up there and hanging out with people and watching the show and just. Hanging out with people you don't get to see that often. I mean, I only see David when we go down there to Lake Cumberland most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, breaking breaking news, uh, Jesse. Yeah, we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna be camping uh, we're gonna be camping with you this year too. Uh, David's got a spot, so uh, yeah. yeah, get ready. I can't yeah. wait. Add two more rednecks or three more. Add, my wife will be with me too, so add three yeah. more rednecks to the crew. <laughs> Uh, sounds good it's all good yeah yeah all right buddy it'll be fun again thank you for coming on it was a blast uh we really appreciate it we'll see you on saturday thanks guys good Good luck this weekend buddy all right jesse jesse lay here on uh on dirt racing in the in the bluegrass live man we we've had so many people on here over the last couple months Uh, those guys are just so much fun to talk to um all of them and uh love having the drivers on our podcast it's just a, it's just so much fun uh and uh and he's one that that is just truly regionally and locally here in our area 
man, I'd call him a legend. You know, when you say Jesse James Lay, anybody that's been to a dirt track knows knows who you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And and to to have done it for so long too. I mean, he said he he started his career in '89, so heck, I would have been four. And was you even born yet? I was born in '88. You was born in '88. Okay. Yep. So I mean, that's just that's just really cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, he is a legend. And what's even cooler is is he's getting to do this with his son. And like he mentioned, you know, there may be nights that they both run, but he's just as excited to play crew guy and and yeah. help Austin, you know, week in and week out. Um, and, and kind of runs a runs kind of a limited schedule, kind of picks and chooses. Um, but it's it just has to be super cool for for the both of them to to run up and down the road and race together every weekend. Yeah, it it, uh, it definitely uh, has to be a has to be a cool thing uh, for sure. I would think Wes, um, you know, just uh, he's kind of like, I mean, I can't think he's had a great career, but then be, to be able to help your son in Austin, you know, at this point has to be a has to be a lot of fun for him. So they'll both be there on Saturday uh at lake cumberland i know you're looking forward to it too buddy we're gonna cap off the month of august with the harold hargrove memorial on on saturday and i'll be honest man i just i can't wait hate to see it come to an end it's august is flying by but it's going to be a a big way to end the in the month of august it's true that's true i hate to see the month end but we're going to go out with a bang um and i just really look forward to uh to another really great night of racing. Um, I expect great car counts in, in all the classes. Um, a big crowd. Fans come out, support this event. This is a super special race for Brandon and his family. And, um, you know, in honor of his dad. So fans, drivers, you know, everybody come out and uh, let's have a, have a great night of racing on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, one more thing I want to do real quick, Wes, while we've got just a few minutes here. Uh, Popbit gave us a box full of of goodies. Uh, We've got all kinds of stuff here. I've got koozies. I've got... I've actually got uh, I've actually got some shop rags. Look, I mean they're they're labeled and everything, man. They've got their uh, they've got their logo on there. I'm not going to give those away. I'm going to keep those for myself. I can use them around <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's one of the advantages of uh, of uh, running you know running a running a podcast. But I've also got a, a hoodie, a pop bit hoodie, a t-shirt. Those are both. Uh, 2x that they asked us to give away i've got a size small medium hat that i um i want to give away uh here on the show tonight i've also got eight pop bits so i want to give these to some drivers if you're going to be at lake cumberland this weekend drivers this is important because I don't want. I'm not. I ain't mailing them. I'm not shipping them. None of that stuff. I'll bring them to the track. On if he uh, can remember, if he can remember to bring them. If I can remember, yeah, that's right. If I can remember it, I'll put them in my truck as soon as the podcast (laughs) ends. They'll be in there uh, till Saturday because I've got, uh, I do have that issue. So, um, the first eight drivers on here tonight that I see 
to tell us what your what your favorite part of this podcast is. Tell us what you like most about our podcast. I'm gonna, I'll give you I'll give you a pop bit. These things are pretty cool too, Wes. You know, one of the most frustrating things you're doing body work on a race car, rivets get stuck on the on the drill bit. With these, you don't have to worry about it. They just they just fall right off. So, uh, first eight drivers, tell me what's your favorite part about this podcast. I've got eight of them. I'm going to give them away this this weekend at the at the racetrack. Uh, and then um, for the for the hoodie, it's a two X. Like I said, it's a two X. This is pretty easy. I'm making it easy, man. First person to tell me uh, the nickname of uh, of Jesse James Lay, you're going to win the uh, the pop bit hoodie. For the T-shirt, Wes, what what should we do? Two X. It's a two X. It's a pop bit T-shirt. What's the uh, what do you what do you want to do? How are we going to give that one away worldwide? On the fly. On the fly. Let's see. Uh, who's the points leader of the Vaveline Ironman Late Model Series coming into Saturday? Okay, there you go. I like it. So the first person that Wes sees that gets that right. We'll uh, give you a, give you a pop bit T shirt. See, looks like the first. Let's see. <laughs> Logan Preston said my voice. <laughs> I guess that's his favorite. <laughs> that's Logan's favorite part of the of the Wes's podcast. voice. Oh man! All right, so he gets a pop bit <laughs> for sure. He's got it. He gets one. Yeah. Oh, what is it about? Dude. What is it about Wes's voice, Logan? That's that's what I want to know. That that's uh, <laughs> is it soothing? Is it you know? Does it rock? It's nine o'clock. Does it rock you to sleep? Like what yeah. is it about? Uh, about about Wes there. Let's see who's the first person that said. La- All right, looks like looks Craig, like Craig Stocks. Looks like Craig yeah. Stocks, the last yeah. outlaw. Okay, so are you writing this stuff down, Josh? Or you want me he, to? No, I want you to. You're the one that's got the list over there. I so know it. I got you lists. Keep... All right, yeah. so Craig Stocks won. What did Craig win? Uh, he won the hoodie. Okay. 2x hoodie all right let's see i don't jessica says josh rice i don't even know is that is that right yeah he's he's leading was that the first one i believe so i think so all right so she wins the t-shirt she's got the she's got the pop bit t-shirt okay all right let me let me go through here real quick and see uh, we'll we'll edit this all from the podcast. We're just we're in you know we're just we're doing the doing <laughs> we're, the best. We're in we the giveaways right now. We'll take we'll take this out. We've got to get this before we get off the show, Wes, or we'll forget to do the giveaway. That's the, know, that's the whole gotta issue. Be, it's got to be nailed down right now. All right, so I see. All right, Logan Preston, Wes's voice. He wins a pop bit. Uh, Anthony Brock. He says the stories. He wins the pop bit. Okay. Uh, Greg Miller, he enjoys the guests and the times he gets to call in. Makes his Wednesday nights better. It's our good buddy Greg Miller, so he gets a pop bit. Yeah, what about Annabeth wearing his hat today? He gave her gave her a shout out there a while ago. Oh yeah, I missed that. 
I'll be honest. I, t- I did. I totally missed it. All right, Sherry Lanham. She says laughing at you two loons. Does she have a West? Is she a race car? Does she have any use for a pop bet? Does she? Well, she's not a driver. So she. You just said the first eight drivers get a pop bet. Okay, so she's, she's given, disqualified then. Yeah, she's, she got she got black flagged. All right, and that's all. I, that's okay. Craig Stock says driver interviews. Do we have him down for a pop bit? How many is that? Uh, Craig would be four, so we still got four drivers left. So we still got we've still got four pop bits left. If anybody wants to put on there, driver, if you want to put what your favorite part of the podcast is or favorite thing about dirt racing, and blue I mean, he's won twice. Well, that's all right. Oh, look here. All right. Raymond, Raymond Fusen. Oh, I took it back down on you. We hit it well, at the same time. Well, don't do that to me. Well, I do. I, I don't know. I don't know when you're just going to sit there and watch me do all the work no, or whether listen, you're going to do I, something. I'm a worker. Mike Jewell told you I wasn't lazy. I'm a worker. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Jewell don't know look you here. very well, look does here. he? Look uh, here. Oh, man. Eric, Eric Parton, Live's top, top five. five. All right, Wes, we got to get back going with the Live's top five. That's two answers for Live's top five. We ain't done it in a month. You got a whole. You're gonna have a whole month of results to catch I'm up on. I'm gonna have put to have your there. help on. It's all I know. You pushing all that work on me. We'll have to work on that one together. Hey, you gonna help me get the? You gonna help me get the infographics together and the well, studio yeah. set up and the. You you don't even know how to do any of that stuff. You got the you can at least get the results. You'll be all right. I believe in you. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Yeah, I, I'm the favorite. You see that Brandon's Brandon worldwide West. That's yeah. the, that's the main reason he watches. That's the that's the only only podcast. reason he uh yeah the only reason he watches the <laughs> he watches the podcast. He's part of the worldwide West uh, fan club. So, well. All right, we've uh, we've been on here. We've been on here long enough. If we find any more drivers that want to pop bit, we'll add them. We'll add them to the list. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. We've still got a few people on. Lasted through our giveaway and everything, and us trying to get a list together and all that good stuff. So, Wes, you haven't done it in a while. Won't you? Won't you read off our our sponsors and close us out here? All right, sounds good. Uh, as I said earlier, just a big thanks to uh, to our sponsors and our tracks, promoters, fans, drivers. We just just a huge thank you uh, to you all um, for your support. Um, Smokehouse Grill and Buffet, Racetrack Connection, uh, Bluegrass Restoration and Construction, The Detail Shop, Extreme Signs and Graphics, Fast Track Racing Series, Ultimate Heart of America, Late Model Series. Dirtman Diecast, CT Promotions, Mudlick Valley Raceway, Richmond Raceway, Rockcastle Speedway, Thunder Mountain Speedway, Lake Cumberland Speedway, Ponderosa Speedway, Ironman Bruce Built Modifieds, and Vivaline Ironman Lake Model Series. So thank you all very much, and we will see you Saturday night at Lake Cumberland Speedway for the Harold Hargrove Memorial. Yep, we'll see you there. Everyone have, have a good, a good evening. Night. See you at the races. Harold Hargrove Memorial Saturday, man. Can't wait. We'll be there.